0: Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another brand new spanking kinky ass, squeaky clean episode of Spilling It, bitch. I am. I'm out of breath by just saying that. Fuck, I forgot to breathe. <laughs> um, I'm Jack.
1: And I'm your bitch. Luke.
0: <laughs> yeah, we took a wee time to think about that for a second, right? just. No, I thought about it
1: ages ago and then for some reason, again, I don't know why, the pressure just builded and it just stalled and then <laughs> yeah, now it's all now it's all awkward and you would have thought by now I'd have learnt my fucking lesson. I just, just like I, know. I don't know. You know, what, like well, I what, went when to, like sec- I went to drama school, so like I've been performing all my life. So this should be like this should be like a walk second in the park. nature. I know. But for some reason, there's there's a, a moment right as soon as as soon as we start to talk that I don't know what it is. It just the pressure is like, Ugh, too much. and then something stupid always falls but, out. But like
0: take it, take this microphone that I'm holding in my hand right now, and just take that away from me. Get it out of my presence, <laughs> and I will be fireball and then give me a microphone yes. I'm like a fucking idiot
1: we were we were we were chatting before we started recording and it was all cool haha kiki and then as soon as you hit record it's like i don't know what to say
0: you remind me um what do you call it uh selector he does that melcy oh patsy you minced teas and bastard yeah that's what you said well he's
1: He's come under fire recently, so with Little Britain. I know so.
0: Little Britain. See you later. No more. Um...
1: But I, but I've, I've been, I've been saying it for like for time now that Little Britain is like, it's like no, no. People should not be finding still finding this funny in this day and age. I mean, yeah, take it out, out of context. It's, it's, yet yeah, time and place, and yeah. it was, you know back in what, like 2002, but like, it's on Netflix now and shit, it's like... Well, no not on Netflix no more, down. but
0: um, I, think, so, yeah. I think that I always kind of, now that it was pointed out and stuff, I can definitely see why it was taken down, um, and there's always parts of stuff like The Little Britain, which I never found funny, which was kind of, you yeah. know, that sort of like, that really awkward blackface and what you just know is just not cute, but yeah. I was always a big thing where I was like, they literally took the piss out of everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I'm like, I'd always kind of got... Yeah. I'd always kind of got, like, a get-out-of-jail-free card warrant for me because I'm like, right, you've done a but abuse us gay boys yeah. constantly. So, you you get to get out of jail-free pass for me, bitch.
1: Well, there's, like, there's, there's, there's so many, like, British comedies that, like, from, you know, I'd say, like, t- early 2000s backwards that if you... If they would not even be allowed on TV to nah, no There'd be, be that many complaints, yeah. but, you know...
0: I know, but... Speaking of being a big raging homo, it is... Ooh,
1: good segue. <laughs>
0: Prima, yes, queen, of oh. the house down oh. boots, mama. Yes, caca. <laughs> Red caca, 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 we to work the caca, k- k- Ow. What other you gay things can we say? Just us being us is pretty gay, um, I think.
1: How about purse? <laughs>
0: <laughs> purse first. Purse first, walking in the cloud, purse first. Caca. Is that what you meant now? We don't need to say on a gay terms group, gay enough as it is. but yeah, this That's is true. the gayest month of the year. Well, to be honest,
1: every month is pretty gay with us. Yes. But you know, this is this is gay Christmas. Gay
0: Christmas. For a whole month. There's a whole month of it. Whole month of gay mm-hmm. Christmas. Beautiful. And even well, though... we like to
1: drag things out. We yeah. like to we oh, like extra. to milk shit. Literally and, you know,
0: Mm. Not literally <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not literally But I get what you're saying Whatever your point you're trying to make I'm here to defend you bitch We love to be extra And as you said Just one week's not good enough So we're going to have a whole month bitch We're going to have a whole wh- month wh- And because we don't have um, Pride this year either We are just going to have our own Little fun horror version of Pride And just celebrate Pride But through hard cinema Yes
1: High cinema High cinema um,
0: um but yet before we get on to that though i just want to know because i know over the past few weeks mustang over here hasn't really been catching up on her movies have you watched no, any horror films not. this week or are you going to give me that other shit I
1: answer? Have. no i have i watched um i was in the mood the other day and i had to i had to go back and watch it i watched severance <gasps> love Severance. posted about it I love i'm love not surprised that some people people didn't know was like you know i'm here to educate the children. This is what that's what um, they, you're
0: there for as a British person. Yeah, you needed popcorn. You know, feed the children. <laughs> we don't have many
1: British slashers, but that one is uh, an excellent doozy. choice. Yes, yeah. it's, it's you know it it's packed full of teehees, and it's also got some good mm-hmm. kills, and the plot is it's a strong plot, you know, because at this. It, I have a love-hate relationship with sort of British horror because I, f- I tend to find that it's kind of it it either just misses the mark or it's like or it's team too much and you're like can we find somewhere in the middle like a middle ground where it's just good because uh-huh. it's it's very few and far between it's either it relies too much on a comedy side and it forgets essential good horror stuff mm-hmm. or it's like it's really it's it's really graphic and hard to watch it's kind of you know yeah. It, there's, but this this really, you know, it packs a punch and it just delivers on everything it's that we really like. It's really
0: good. Um, and it's funny, I've never looked at it as like a slasher film before. And it is a slasher, but it's not. But it's yeah. because it's got that like British aesthetic and like a, a lot of times yeah. too with British horror films they don't really follow kind of that American um, suburban standard of where slasher comes from. Like, and you can tell an American slasher, they've all kind of got yep. the same sort of tropes and the same sort of blueprint. Whilst British horror movies kind of dance to their beat of their own drum a little bit, like, you know, with The Descent yeah. and yeah. E- uh, Eden Lake and, of course, Severance. But um, I remember then, because I'd seen you'd shared it, that, you know, the blonde girl that's in it, she's in the faculty. Yeah. Yes. She plays the main alien on the faculty, and I went, like,
1: oh, yes. She, sh- yes. Ain't you yeah, but I feel like the MVP of that movie is is hands down Danny Dunn. Oh, I mean, he's, definitely. And, if, and he's I fancied him just... weirdly. Oh, it's it's because he's he's. I
0: don't know why he's it's really the Cockney gross accent. That
1: it it's, like, it's no, he is, but it's the, it's the Cockney accent, and it's the fact you know he he just exudes like big dick energy, oh, like, and you just know big like, dick you just fire, know.
0: like flames. You just, know. you just know it. The way he goes on, it's just, you, he's just he's too cocky for you know small dick. Like,
1: yeah, <laughs> you know for a fact, like if you got him in bed, like you'd 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 have the time of your life. Aye. you'd be you'd be dallying, like, to, like toes toes curling, <laughs> like you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Spleen Eyes ruptured <laughs> <laughs> scar ah, tissue. Oh, yes, indeed, indeed. It might not be the first for some. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think up, I think this is the uh, this is a very appropriate time to bring up these sort of conversations because if there's ever going to be a month that we can talk about penis, it's going to be this month. Yep.
1: Yeah, and funnily enough, the the film we're talking about, you know, features a lot of heavy penis shots. Oh,
0: yes. So which I was not complaining sense. about, not once. No, no. I was not. and um, the film of our choice is, of course, the iconic, known for being the gayest slasher movie of all time, which is *A Nightmare on Elm Street 2: Freddy's Revenge*, and dum, dum, dum. also *Scream Queen: My Nightmare on Elm Street*. The new, newly released, I was gonna, yeah, newly released, newly released documentary yep. on a Nightmare on Elm Street two, but I don't know why I'm saying this because if y'all don't know what this does or haven't heard of it, whatever rock you've been living under, get out. Let's go download yeah. Shudder and get your groove on.
1: You know you can get your if you don't want to pay for it if you don't want to be a multi subscriber get your free week and dip out. So <laughs> yeah,
0: out. <laughs> but you might be tricked into staying there because they're starting to get some really good stuff. I have.
1: I know, I saw that. I was like, mm, do I just stay for a little while? I have And just... they, They've
0: got my, they've got my again. There's, it's just like this subscription that I can't seem to like unsubscribe from them because I'll go on. But
1: I feel like I feel like this not enough. Like, they have, like, say, five... It's like they have, like, a ghost section, a slasher section, but they have, like, five films per section. You're like, this isn't enough of a catalogue. Like, come on now. Like, yeah. if you're trying to compete with the likes of, like, Netflix and Amazon Prime, like, bump up your numbers.
0: Yeah, and um, for, a, like, kind of like a hosting site that only does horror films, I do expect the standard just to be a little bit higher. The only thing that they yeah. love pumping out is, like, a Shutter original. Uh, like yeah. they love Pumpkin out shot original I'm like, I ain't gonna watch that. Like, called...
1: And you can just tell, like like no like no harm, but you can just tell from like the either the, the little mini trailer that it's it's not gonna be good. Nah, no <laughs> just, way. Let's be honest. It's like mmm okay. next. Let's, let's, but then you do yeah. get
0: little nuggets of goodness, um, just like Scream Queen, my nightmare on Elm Street, which stuff like that is like makes it worth Going on there, and the fact that they also have—I know you did last summer, and I still know you did last summer. You know what I mean? So
1: yeah. Well, if the, but they aren't—they they are of few of the only sort of like big name movies on there. Yeah. Like there's not that many big names, which you, which because I because you know watching the documentary, I went to see if the film was on there. You'd be like, if you're <clears throat> gonna put a documentary about the, the about this film? You, you, you might want to add this <laughs> film to. <laughs> you might want to add the film to, to you know, your hostess that, you know, it's kind of... It's a little homophobic, honest, but sure. uh, Very homophobic. Very homophobic, was...
0: yeah. Oh, and they've now put out a gay section and they've they've slapped Hellraiser in the middle and I'm like, okay, now. Okay, oh, cool. okay Mary, let me let me just revisit that one for the deadline. But yeah, um, with A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, which is obviously what we're talking about here, had you ever seen it before or was this kind of your first time delving into the... Very gay pool of Freddy Krueger.
1: You know, I'm not gonna lie. This is my first time, and uh-huh. it's 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 um and people. There might be a gay gasp around the world because I said <laughs> that, but I've said it. I've, I've said it around gas. <laughs> I've said it on this podcast before. Like, I I I appreciate the Nightmare franchise i for what it is and what it what it's done for the horror genre, and I'm. It's not that I think that like, they particularly. Bad movies, yeah. it's they just don't tickle they, they my don't, pickle. Like, they just don't, just don't. They just fantasy. don't do it for me. Like, but when but when watching it today, I was like, do you know, like they, it's it's not that I think that they're terrible. Like you know, like Cabin in the Woods. Oh, um... <laughs> do even get me <laughs> But you know. And, and I, like I said, I appreciate it for everything that they've done. Like, and the, you know, Freddy is iconic and like, you cannot deny that. And some of the, it's got some of the best kills in, in the horror franchise. It's, you know, it's host to some of the, like, some big stars, big names, yeah. you know, and it's got some really iconic moments. I'm not taking away any of that, but for some reason, it just, it never really hits the spot for me. I You know, like, you know, Friday the 13th is always, it's hit and miss for me, but, they, but I kind of generally pretty much do like it, you know, Mm -hmm. we already know that, like, I'm, you know, you know, scream queen, hands down, and I, uh, Halloween, love the franchise, even though there's some real clunkers, I still, I still like it, but, this this franchise just just does not do it for me. Mm-hmm. But um, I think
0: that's I think that's pretty fair though, and especially coming from the same person that thinks the remakes better than the original, it doesn't exactly. Trying, um, you, you,
1: you. Well,
0: did you know no, that was coming I, up? I, Good bitch. I
1: tried to clear. Yeah, I I've cleared this up many times. <laughs> you try to cut a wee corner around me. Yeah. Into, yeah. You. did. I steamrolled
0: down with this conversation and made sure Miss Jack over here would go past that fly wall. <laughs> never forget. So whilst you come over from wherever the fuck you are. Right now in the world coming for oh me, but gave cabin in the woods, don't you forget that if people heard about the hey, no, I'll be nudging the guy next to me. Do you know he prefers the Nightmare on Elm Street to the original? They'd be like, get out of town, get out and start booing you off oh. the stage and throwing popcorn at you. Boo! <laughs> that is a word <laughs> <Boo-hoo>! um- <laughs> Boo you! <laughs> boo me! Boo you! <laughs> um,
1: I just, I, I, I'm not even gonna. You're not, I'm, not I'm even not gonna. gonna hear it, that I said. I said. What I said. <laughs> but um, I think. I think. What I actually did was I gave it a higher um, axe wound. I didn't say either. I said they're both pretty terrible. No. I just like the cast. No. It's got one of my favorite I will girls find in it. You know. Because
0: when we do Please original do. versus remake, which is what we were doing, at the end we always choose one over the other. So don't you yeah. sir, You're like that. You're <laughs> like not, fucking. I'm not denying anything. You're like that. You're in ma- make- the shining when You know, he has all the footsteps, <laughs> and they have to like put his feet back in the old footsteps in the snow. So his dad doesn't know where he fucking is. That you, bitch.
1: But you, but you're you're making out like I love the remake. You do it's love not the that remake at all. I just, you give it a seven. I just, it,
0: no, I didn't. Yes, she did. Did
1: I? I should to say that back because <laughs> it doesn't deserve a seven.
0: <laughs> you gave it a seven. Listen, trust me. This has imprinted my brain. But neither here nor there. When I had that conversation with you a while back, I had gathered anyway. Did I
1: really give it a seven?
0: I'm sure you gave it. a I seven.
1: might have. I might have. I might have to recede that 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 number. Yeah, we might I, have I, to do probably, a
0: take to you that episode. I think. Yeah. But, um.
1: I was probably. I was probably in my defense, like stupid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah, you, I'm you going to lie? <laughs> you were fucking stolen to the bone, bitch. You were not on planet Earth. You were up. You were upstairs with the space raiders.
1: That's what you yeah, was. But, yeah, but, 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 but I'm not gonna. I actually don't like the first, um, um, the first nightmare. I do, however, really enjoy Dream Warriors. But uh-huh. I just I find that I find the first nightmare that just just stupid.
0: I think that's like. Friday the 13th, what? Jack, shut up. (laughs) Nightmare on Elm Street, um, Nightmare on Elm Street is just, as I said from that conversation we had, I just gathered that it just might not have been exactly the best thing to tickle your pickle. Now, not much tickling is going to get done with butter knife fingers like that, but, you know, it's just, it's one of those things, and I think it's, a lot of the times too, like, there's a, a lot of the films that you kind of enjoy and the ones that you don't like, it's when sometimes horror films derail into, like, silly territory when it no longer takes itself seriously, and that can Yeah. And I think, like, especially over the past sort of films, Captain in the Woods, we know that when films kind (laughs) of go over that line, you can... It's a bit, like, too much of a suspense for disability for you, so you kind of, you know... yeah and you know what it's not even it's
1: not even because i do like some like more sort of fantasy horror like stuff it's not it's not even like about the fact that sometimes nightmare because i I understand the reason why it's it is over the top because it's because obviously it's a dream and in a dream anything's possible i get all that but there's just sometimes this and it's probably because of of when it was made that me personally it's sometimes i it some of the, the stupid stuff it it just kind of it doesn't sit well with yep. me and and maybe the reason why I said that I liked the remake more is because obviously it's a lot darker and it isn't as silly because Nightmare is notoriously like silly and stupid yep. But like with with the remake it did it i'm not here to talk about that but i'll just say one last thing it did make it more more dark and the the dreams were more right sinister. we get it you love it and that's probably what i responded to more yeah with the fact, yeah with them the, the stupidness yeah. so that's probably why why um i said what mm. i said um, um
0: i think though with the nightmare and elm street franchise like i have always been the same when it kind of boils down to slashy colors and stuff you know, Halloween's my number one girl. Scream as a very close, like, twin sister that's not as good looking, but yep. she's still hot. <laughs> um, and then I'm also, yeah. like, a big Leatherface fan. Like, I just think he's just... Yeah, you know, I yeah, think yeah. he's really good. So, Freddie and Jason, who I find, like, given that they've had a fucking um, crossover film, I feel like are overhyped, almost. And even mm-hmm. sometimes because of that, I'm like, when I watch it, I'm like, it's not really that good. And I remember, aside from Dream Warriors in the first one, um, I remember seeing the second one years ago and I went on my IMDB there and I had rated it a 2 out of 10. Right, So this is me years and years ago, like Baby Jack, rated it a 2 out of 10. So I mustn't have liked it. And then when I watched it recently, I like really, really enjoyed it. But I don't know if I enjoyed it because just of it being like Point Black a horror film. Or I enjoyed it because I was getting, like, you know, actually felt what he was almost going through. You know what I'm saying? Do
1: you know what? I I hear you 100% because when I was watching it, and I watched the documentary first and then watching it, I watched the film through a lens of spotting all the the subtext, which really, when you watch it, the subtext, it's not it's not that subtle it's pretty out there and it's pretty it's pretty in your face it's it's very 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 gay so so my kind of thought behind my general sort of like thought is as as a horror film goes and a sort of like as a as an addition to into the franchise it's it's lame and the movie is shocking but when you watch it as when it as a as a piece of like queer text and like you know yeah. uh, queer brilliant. horror, it's actually pr- it's brilliant. brilliant. So yeah, this but, is this is what as I as was as, thinking
0: but, too. Yeah. Like that's where I kind of had a distance myself and I wish I could just like saw Jack in the middle and put him as two separate people. Yeah, and one of them have it from a heterosexual point of view, or at least think back to when I'd first seen it and I didn't like it. I thought it was shit, but then watching it this time. Yeah. And as you said, a lot of very unsubtle um, subtext but like there's so much content on there that like then when you watch the documentary you're like, Hold the fucking phone. You're trying to tell me these people yeah. in that goddamn writing room had no intention that they were making a gay slasher film. Bitch please. I call the police that's like so he
1: well yeah, no, he he knew a hundred Perks, like come on now. Like David Chaskin, David Chaskin knew exactly what he was doing. And when you watch the documentary and you really do feel for um
0: Mark Patton, yeah, uh-huh. yeah Mark Patton. I, could, I could hear the, um, I could hear what... the frantic flicking of pages. So... <laughs> oh my god, whole <laughs> oh, book goes on fire. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was the last name. It was the last name. No, but you really do feel from and especially when he's when he's saying like that. He had to read in the media that he that David doubled down and pretty much mm. blamed the reason why the movie was a big stinker was because he and he made the film gay, and that's not the case. You wrote and you wrote the film gay, and even the other actors said, "No, I knew, I knew from when I signed on in the audition, I knew it was it was what it was about, and the context was it was all about you know." Um, Dealing with your sexuality and your inner demons around that, and how you know how that manifests yeah, into yeah. Your, into your everyday life, and how it affects it and how it makes you act differently when you when you're confronted and especially in the
0: '80s of all times, and especially mm-hmm. during the AIDS pandemic, it's 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 really poignant to like to watch it and know that like I think the documentary kind of really sums it up better. The documentary really tries and puts us exactly where they were trying to sell us the whole thing, and we wouldn't. Yes, we would like know that the AIDS crisis was in the 80s, and we would know Friday, th- see, mean goddamn Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, um, <laughs> is in the 80s, but our brain wouldn't like correlate the two of them, especially not like this film with yeah. the, this theme. But then to watch that and to really get that like bigger picture of why Mark Patton felt the way he did, why the film was such a bomb, because it was done, and I've always had in my head that that was like the worst Nightmare on Elm Street film. And like loads of people have yeah but i don't know about you but then when i watched the documentary i was like oh, okay okay here comes the there's a lot more homophobes floating about in the and the hard community than one would think so yes i
1: i i at the at the horror con whatever convention there were i there was two guys that i noticed specifically i was and they made some comments and it was it was something along the it was something I can't remember the but like me, cause I didn't write it down because it was like a it was a real sort of sort of comment one of the guys made and I was like oh that didn't sit right you're at a horror convention and you're, you're being interviewed you know exactly about the subjects and you know the film you're talking about those comments were yeah. pretty shady ignorant maybe not homophobic, pretty ignorant, but, pretty yeah. ignorant. Um, and can, and can... but what I found what I found the most interesting though from the documentaries was when was when the that the Professor of I don't, I don't know if he was the professor of um, like if it was yes, media studies was or like film studies. F1, he, was, yeah. he I I found him really compelling and really interesting. And when he was talking about the fact that at that time that um, with the whole thing surrounding having a final boy um, was I don't think it was, it was it was it was it was it was the the world wasn't ready to yeah for they that. And just it, they had, had just adapted the to the slasher
0: it, genre's kind of final girl movement yeah yeah but it, but I
1: think it was it was it was more so with the, it was around gender, not the fact of any sexuality. Because when, when you take into, uh, with, yeah. with the final girl, the kind of, the whole, the subtext of, a, of the coming of age sort of thing and, and throughout the film is right at the end, she takes on the patriarchy yeah, yeah. and the phallic. And she, there's always a phallic element, either she has an axe or a sword or a knife, and that's supposed to represent the, her kind of embracing her, um, her yeah. masculinity. So when you switch that and you have a boy in the final or a final boy this nowhere there's there's nowhere for that to go so it's a case of what they're facing is is uncomfortable because they're actually not then they're they're not on a journey of finding their masculinity at all they're all it's 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 almost the opposite opposite. so the the world wasn't the world wasn't ready for that it wasn't i don't think it was about the fact of the sexuality of it at all it was it was it was the fact people will think were uncomfortable with there being yeah a final boy which i i was definitely i I actually think in some
0: ways the film was way ahead of its time um you know what i mean like the fact that they even had that like idea of a final boy is brilliant but that's it it wasn't to do with the fact that it was his sexuality it was because their traditional kind of method and the traditional kind of character arc that the final girl goes through is that you start off with this like quiet girl or like friendly girl she reaches turmoil breaking point point. And then she rises from the ashes and she's, like, this really, like, badass bitch and she's taking full control. But she has to completely yeah. hit rock bottom before that with, like, fear, anxiety, panic, angst. So to have the male character do that, which was, again, in a time where men, you know, masculinity, was very, very toxic. That the idea of demasculating someone or exposing, all like, yeah. a guy's fears and stuff made him weak, made him look gay and that like, and it wasn't even that he was gay, it made him look gay, and then that I know like male viewer yeah. I imagine could identify with it because he had to scream and just get like, yeah. more and more upset, and he's screaming and it's quite feminine screaming until a point where he can't take no more, and then by the end, he's like rising from the ashes, but people I'd imagine just did not know what to do. With that sort of character arc,
1: well, and I think, and as well, it's not, it's not even Very subtle either. So I think like a even a straight face. audience can, 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 pre- can pretty, mu- yeah, can pretty much see what this movie is about. Is the fact that he's cl- he's clearly trying to come to terms with, with his sexuality. You can, it's yeah. just plain to see. But I think personally, when watching it, what the thing that I, that didn't, because like, it, it, I thought it, it did it, it did it quite tastefully the the way that kind of he went on his journey. But the thing that really didn't sit well with me. Was it was right at the end, and it kind of, the way they suggested that that like the the love of a of a good woman would cure him of of him being gay, was the was the sort of like the 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 rising of the like the phoenix of the ashes at the end. I thought that didn't see I whatsoever because you we've we've gone on a journey throughout this whole thing pretty much you're you're stating the fact that you know that he is gay and he's, he's he's battling his inner demons and then right at the end so what you're going to tell me is through all of this no that girl because she said she loves him is saved saved him from yeah, his sexuality um, i and actually added. i really i
0: really agree I'm with what you're saying completely because it just it goes through this whole like metamorphosis comes out he's like completely freddie's mm-hmm. completely taken over and there seems to be no end. Like, there's he's completely broken down. Um, Jesse's completely broken down, and he, he takes um, what's she called again? Sorry, Lisa takes Lisa upstairs. Lisa. And it seems like the only way that he can get over this really like manic fear is to try and sleep with her. And that, like, it looks like that that seems to be like yeah. his way of trying to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, long behold. Freddie comes out and you see the tongue and it stops him and of course that's like it can't go I felt I felt
1: physically sick when when I yeah, saw that. that, was that I, gross. I felt physically sick when yeah. you, that tongue is gross. And the thing is as well, especially it's it's clear throughout the movie that there there is a chemistry and and, uh, between him between um, Jesse and Grady, and it's and you can tell it's also reciprocated. There's this really kind of relationship between them two. It's like yeah yeah know, that's the love story right there. That's what you really wanna focus on, and you can tell like he like yeah. he went to him in his time of need. He he kept. He kept pushing away Lisa and he was, and was getting... like, no, I don't want you to help me out. And he kept, every time, going back to Grady. And then when he killed him, he was distraught. He was absolutely heartbroken. He wasn't really heartbroken that he killed yeah. the coach. He was heartbroken that he killed Grady. Yeah. I mean, th- That is the love story right there. So then to kind of, to turn that around and it be, oh, in the end, he so loves that, this girl. So this is
0: what uh, my no. point was. So obviously then towards the end, Freddie's trying to get Lisa. Lisa then gets Jesse to come out of Freddy. Freddie's dead. Okay, happy ending, but I actually appreciate it because it's not a happy ending. It ends with Fred, like yeah. Freddie, on the bus again. You know, they end in kind of like that sort of like cliffhanger, typical slasher ending, which in my brain signified he was temporarily happy because he thought that's what happened. But it ain't gone. That's it's, it's oh, yeah. still there. So while he's with Lisa and he's he's painted the oh, perfect 100%. picture and he's smiling. I liked it even though this was completely unintentional and this is just everyone you know dissecting it but the fact that it does end in that like stereotypical slasher cliche while it was just definitely just a typical stereo, stereotypical slasher cliche that to me signified the fact that like the she ain't done shit like, there's some things that pissy can't do, and it's penis. And yeah. um, you yeah. know what I mean? And it's just, it was very sad. And I was like, Jesse, bitch. And it was like, Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. If you're
1: gay, there's, not, there's nothing, yeah. there's nothing and, and a, a, a lady me, can do to. Well, you're to telling me, right? He's in the there world. with
0: that sexy Grady. He's in Grady's bedroom. Grady's oh God, like, so basically sexy. naked, and he's, he's like, so I want to stay in your room. Grady's like, No, 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 no turns him down, imagine like if this wasn't subtext, getting turned down, what happens? The demon comes out and the big bad evil comes out and exposes itself. Mm-hmm. Of course Freddy's gonna come out. He's sitting next to Grady who's hot, sweaty and naked. You know what I mean? Like, what?
1: And not and not even not even five minutes into the movie that Grady is already trying to get him naked and they're having that fight and like, and like pants him and like he's got yeah. his jock on and they're having that rust and tumble and it's just like it, at first this I was bully, like, okay, yes. is Grady gonna be sort of like this bully? But then actually no, but he's not. He's actually wants to be his best friend. He wants to help him out. He's trying to. So it. So it. Yeah. That that relationship from even from the get go, it just screamed like no. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah. That's the love you want to focus uh-huh. on. But but they didn't want to go that way. I want to just slightly go to. Um, like the the very opening um because it's 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 i need to get it out do, do you not think like that with the bus and it it going down to hell or wherever it was going it really reminded me of, you know, <laughs> on the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers where, like, the um, the Megazords, you know when they grow really big and obviously uh-huh, they're using yeah. that little, like, they're using the toy town to make <laughs> them do what
0: they do. Did it not remind you of that? Slash, right, slash, Right, Magic the school books school was, school I can like... 100% see. I get what you mean, it's like, they zoom out of the window and there's, like, a toy car sat on top of, like, a, pure shiny and plastic. Yes. <laughs> you can see that we uh, you can actually little tiny fake <laughs> yes. people. So that's and that's like, great they... Great <laughs>
1: yeah and i was like the way they did that whole bus thing where it was like tiptoeing on that piece of rock i was like they definitely use a toy bus in some sort of like plasticine um you know no, toy set i, I was like that. you are not fooling nobody in really, this thing
0: really like unlike unlike the moments you're like wait, wait, stop 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 i have to get this off my chest before i forget and you're like did you not did that not remind you of like mighty more from power rangers <laughs> Bitch, are you stoned <laughs>
1: I have a very no, I'm not. I have yeah. a very specific sort of like it's point right. of view and uh the weirdest things pop into my mind. Did you not also think that um Lisa, the act I know it's not, but I know she's not relatable. <gasps> she had a look yes! of Meryl Streep. Every time I, I was like she's like, I, 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 I couldn't Meryl put my finger on that it was
0: Meryl Streep. I was like, like she, who does she look like that's like a really famous actress <laughs> and that's who it is? She's in, a in fact, I had convinced yes. myself that it was that actress until I had seen
1: but it was like, it's, it's like, it's literally, it's the whole, oh, it's like, the, 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 mo- the, the chin is the same, the nose is the same, like, even the, no- even the voice yeah, is similar, it's like, this bitch definitely. could be that What
0: I can say, though, is, kind but of back not. to, I'm great, and even Lisa, like, that was, all of it is very, it's all very gay, right? So it's all very homoerotic, like, the way the relationship is, but I will say something, gay context yeah. or not, I fucking loved... Their relationship as friends, like I was like, so here's obviously the oh, boy, yeah. Yeah. and then you're like, no, it's not the boy. They're actually friends, and then it's like this really nice, like really like heartwarming yeah. relationship. Like there
1: was a really nice moment where like he's in he the classroom like, and like you th- and he's put the snake on him and you and I thought at first I was like I was like oh it's it's the it's dream thing and I realised it's not yes. a dream And he, then he turns around like gives him the finger and he laughs at, and then he laughs at the
0: same time because it's like it's that, funny and that, they're having a joke and he's not being a bully I'm like what oh, that's, I was that's a really of something nice something moment so small where he just like gives him the finger but he, like smirks and it's like a, a, yeah. like like a shot where he could have had a serious face yeah. and give the finger immediately makes Grady look or, like to be the bully and like. Jesse to be the victim, but at no point does Jesse actually really present himself as a victim, nor does Grady present himself as like a bad boy. No,
1: he's. he's. No, it's like he's always in on the uh-huh. joke, like they're joking, to, it's like they're in it together. I loved it, they, you they, know, they, I must they, say, I loved every relationship. In it and I
0: was like, now, just what... write each other already. Yeah. Just fuck. Oh. Just
1: fuck. Especially when 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 uh, Grady's got them little tiny like camo shorts, I'm like, Are you really gonna wear them <laughs> camo shorts Grady was giving me the mm-hmm. sensation okay. of don't get <laughs> okay, <leaves>. this thing.
0: <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> now, what did you think of um, the the dance sequence? But yeah, uh, let me put it it's up this way: right? iconic, so for sure.
0: me and you have another last episode, not really last, but where we'll probably cross at some point. But to everyone out there, me and Luke went and watched. Friday the 13th part 4 and 5 Um, last week and the week before and what I will say oh, yeah. is having to watch the dance scene on Friday the 13th part 4 you know what I'm talking about where the guy's just freaking out he's <laughs> yeah. having like I
1: don't yeah. know
0: some sort of epileptic fit
1: Oh my yes. god! And he mentions that, like Mark mentions that in the documentary, said you know if 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 I'd have done if yes, I'd done so, what he um, it, what was but I was even when I watched it and he was nose. doing that dance routine.
0: All um, I could think about was the dance routine in Friday the Thirteenth Part Four and how terrible that was. But that dance machine, bitch. Yes. There's a reason that that photo is on you know as the poster for Screen Queen, the documentary. That is iconic, and it is yeah. gay as fuck.
1: Just. Just to just to jump yep, to finally the 13th for a second because we're there and it's in my mind. Do you know the that guy that guy who's the who's does the dance? Um, G- I can't I yep. can't remember his real name, but he's Jimmy in the in the movie. Um, do you know who, he's um no. the thin man from Charlie's Angels? No. Yes, yes. You know yeah, yeah. you're the guy with the black hair. It's like screams and pulls the just hair. See, had a
0: thought.
1: That's him. It's kind of weird now
0: that you said though. I was kind of watching. i going, why does his face look familiar? Mm-hmm. But I feel like I'm just doing that way everybody recently.
1: You know what I mean? yeah
0: yeah <laughs> because it's it you don't
1: looking because we've been on this big kind of kind of eighties kick and we haven't i've i've come to realize that, that some people that we've that we've seen later on in life that with with movies that we that we really of enjoy course. have come from. These horror slashes and it's it's actually it's nice and refreshing to see that some people that we've known for years and we, that we never knew were like in these slashes Mer- and it's and, and going back, it's you just know like
0: that was to start his career. Like back then, we have to be mindful of slasher films were yeah. the gateway to Hollywood, and then you were like in it. You know what I mean? It's just like Kevin yeah. Bacon on the first Friday the Thirteenth. Like that's Kevin Bacon. Well, I think Friday I think, 13th. but like that yeah. that definitely kickstarted his career.
1: But I think that's... Not so much now, but I think it was definitely common right up until the, like, the early... Like, the mid to late 2000s. Pretty much, if you wanted a career in Hollywood, you you're you had to kind of... You had to go through your initiation by doing at least one horror movie. If you could do at least one horror movie and, like, prove yeah. you could do that, it's as if you could... That was your ticket yeah. into Hollywood to get in, like... T- gigs on TV or film, you had to do some slasher film and yeah. you can you just see got, like, it throughout like, Aniston, like, throughout and, like, all these Yes, yeah. Yeah. And it's 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 definitely a uh, it's yeah. like a condition. It's yeah. like if you want to get in Hollywood, you have got to do this slasher first, and then, it's and then, I, then I'll, huh? then I'll see if you can really. Um... And even in the documentary, you know, he's he said that his agent said, um, "Oh, we know that you can carry. Um, you can, you you can, ca- you can lead a movie. You're a character but because actor because of this movie and how gay it was. We now have to make you. You're a character actor. Yeah. And do you know what I found as well? I didn't. I'm. I am do not know how I didn't know this, but I found it quite shocking. Is that um. You know, during the 80s and the AIDS pandemic, yeah, yeah. they were giving actors. Was, um, I wouldn't have blood known tests that to see if they until had AIDS. I
0: watched the documentary, and then that he is says that. Um, and that's just crazy because I think maybe from a lot of the stuff that we would have watched that are very queer friendly and things like that are from the 80s, especially um, in regards to a lot of the fashion, my brain does not connect that those people don't realise how gay they're being. So I just assumed that the eighties is just naturally very flamboyant, yeah. very out there. In America, L.A., everyone is very gay, darling. When that is just, and I had like a motherfucking reality yeah, check yeah, watching yeah. that documentary.
1: Well, the thing is, in in the doc, well, the, the what I what I found quite interesting as well is before the you know the AIDS pandemic and you know the big boom and that the the you know actors were saying that uh, you know in the late seventies it wasn't it wasn't, it didn't seem, in, especially in Hollywood maybe, it wasn't that taboo, yeah. it, it's, it was more of a don't ask, don't tell sort of thing, rather than we, we were out, we, you know, we, we, we weren't into it, you know, it was like people were very free, sort of like in the, the late 70s, and then, you know, the AIDS pandemic so hit, it just, and it, uh, was, it was just homophobia, then, yeah. you know, through the roof it was like and and to and to and to watch those clips where like people were going on tv and like and and it's something that um, that, like, when we're watching
0: it and they're at the horror convention and it's towards the start of the documentary and it shows you a few horror fans and their reactions towards the film and you can see that like underlining it's because they know what the film is trying to say and that that's kind of what they don't like about it and that's a part of, like, there's an ugly side to everything, and that's a part of, like, the horror community. That's a side that I never want to see or get involved yeah. in, and I think is nasty because the horror community is made up of, like, really, like, heavy metal people, like, home, like gay people. Like, it's made up of, basically, a load of people <laughs> yeah. who, at some point or another, fell in love with horror whether just being outcasted or just being alone or just yeah. identified with the characters, with the final girls, even identifying with the killers, that's what us as gay people. That's how we identified with horror films, and I always felt like the horror genre and the horror community was somewhat of a safe space for that because in a way, in a way, we're all weirdos. Like we're coming to this horror convention yeah. to worship a murderer and a mask. We're all fucking weirdos to see that there's a side of it yeah. where even within this big group of weirdos that we're also passionate about, for there to still be like segregation, um, and kind of hate, that I was like that part of the documentary was like I found most effective because I'm like, you're getting your point across even through all the ugly, the the yeah. beast to the beauty. Do you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, and we've we've said this on the podcast and we've said it in person, like this this and Mm. There's something with the gay community and horror movies that we are attracted to. And I Mm. think this film perfectly sums it up and the documentary perfectly sums it up. It's the subtext. It's the subtext behind these horror films where we identify with them because we... We 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 get that feeling of of and with this film specifically is the subtext of Freddie represents yeah um, repression his, him ba- yeah. Um, Jesse battling with his sexuality and it, not, him not wanting to come out yet. so mm. and we 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 immediately identify with that and watching it through that lens even not through that lens you could it, to me and to you and to most gay people out there and, I, and i'm assuming or you have to i have to assume most straight people who watched it it's very evident mm. it's very clear they didn't they didn't hide it that well if they wanted to hide it because it's very very clear so that's yeah. the kind of re- that's kind of one of the reasons why we kind of while we're drawn to it because we see these sides and we see the fact that like they they've used they've used horror in the past to kind of explore queer queerness yeah, by making be the threat that
0: we can't be the
1: monster or the monster within of course yeah yeah and it makes it makes total sense because when you're in when you're in when you're on the when you're not on the other side of it you know when you when you kind of when you're going through it or you're going through you sort of coming out story before that yeah. you are battling those inner demons and you feel like you can't let that thing out and it will it is this monster and you know do you are feeling that so this movie is pretty much is 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 just evident of absolutely evidence of every every, every queer kids coming out story whether you're whether you're gay lesbian whether you're trans whether you're bi whatever, when you fit under that kind of the the, the queer umbrella you,
0: 100%. you identify and it's, with, these, and it's with almost, these sorts of it's um... alarming in a sense because then watching the documentary and really having you know a nightmare on elm street to oh pardon me from the inside out exposed and we could really see what the film actually is. Whether it's trying to portray that message or not. Um, and I, f- I found myself like it was alarming. And I'm like, there's very little queer representation in horror film as of recent. Where this is why like, A yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street 2 is so ahead of its time. Yeah. To do that story that is, whether it wants to or not, of basically repression... And how it rips at you from the inside out. How it, like, kills your friends. How it, you know, distances you from people. How it makes you to see that literal, like, that scene of him ripping out of him. And coming out of his fingers. It just, it was, like, powerful. Like, that scene in the bedroom. Yeah. Whether this is a shit film or not, was Outstanding. Well, it's that, like
1: it's like we said at the beginning. Like when if you if you take this film as as you know a piece of queer cinema, it's it's extremely powerful and it packs the punch and it's great brilliant. and it really works. Yeah. But to to view it as a as an addition to the nightmare franchise it's terrible it doesn't do anything for the story there's hardly any much of freddy it doesn't really make that much sense in the franchise as, as a in the franchise as a whole yeah. so it i understand why it tanked and why fans of the franchise don't like it because it, it really it, yeah, yeah. isn't that great but like
0: but was I, have ahead an, of a I also haven't yeah
1: oh definitely and i also have watching the documentary have a newfound respect for Robert England because, like, fair play to him. Like, he really yes. went there. When he, like, put his finger, like, in, Jess- in uh, Mark's mouth, it was and like, was, like, playing Rob around and his and were, Yeah, his and mouth, was really then. playing around with it. Like, fair play to him, because, like, like, at that time, not many actors would really push those boundaries, and he pushed that boundary. And, and, and he knew
0: as well that it was going to be he, something. and he, yeah, he knew
1: he knew, yeah. he knew what was up, and he knew it was going to be something, and he knew it would be important. And fair play to Robert England. I mean, I mean, I've al- I've always been a fan of this, even though I'm not, you know, the massive nightmare,
0: you know. But we do love him in Urban Legend oh the Fair Mister Pop Rocks.
1: Oh yeah, in Urban Legend is in Behind the Mask. Um, you know, and he's even done so much stuff. Yeah, and even even as um even because I actually you know I really enjoy um. Freddie vs. Jason for all its its stupidness. It's an enjoyable movie. It's so yeah, trashy. Is... You know, I I it's it's and it's I've always enjoyed Freddie as a character. That's not I've, I've never kind of dissed or not liked Nightmare because of him. Like I've always thought mm-hmm. he's a great character and Robert England is a good actor. And I think the watching this this documentary, I just had this newfound respect. And was like, do you know what? Fair play, because at that time, no one would really be doing that, and you really went for it, and you you knew what was up. So.
0: He's, he's really cool, calm, collected cucumber about the yeah. whole thing, and you see, like even when we try and take the kind of queer perspective out of it um, and stuff like that, I actually have like a full come to Jesus moment. I actually think it's genuinely like a good horror movie. But, Do you think? Yeah, but the reasons why I think is because it done something with a sequel. That wasn't as far as like Halloween Three: Season of the Witch, where it completely <laughs> ditched everything yeah. and like went yeah. for something new. But as far as slasher sequels go, um, it's up there with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two and like trying to completely do something different than the first one yeah. and give you a completely different mood. Where Friday the Thirteenth does not care who knows it, but it will do a carbon yeah. copy over and over until oh, it can't go yeah. no more. While well, this for, like. That, yeah, like
1: Three and four, hello.
0: <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, and as do, you said, even though you... they're they're enjoyable films, they're just, it, it gets a bit tiresome having to yeah. watch the same thing over and over. So I yeah. actually didn't mind A Nightmare on Elm Street 2 kind of even changing it from A Final Girl to A Final Boy. That is just so, that is out there, even the, for the, today's the, the standards. The thing... The
1: thing that I missed though was the fact that in the whole point of Nightmare is Freddy stalking like the kids are able to do their dreams and that that's that's what you kind of that's what you're here for. So yeah, you, I, I didn't mind the fact he was using he was using um Jesse to kill people, but he only he killed like you know two people. From, he, yeah, he killed like two people in Jesse's like crew, and the rest it was like. You could tell at the end it was like okay we need to bump up the numbers here and he was just like randomly killing people at the party real fast and quick which it was pretty savage but like it was a good i thought it was that, a good scene I'm a good there wasn't there wasn't that much of the kind of nah, the, no, the nightmare stuff that we that we like to see with the kills and stuff and I also yeah. the thing that i also had a, li- a tiny bit of an issue with was i thought if freddie could be in the dreams of jesse and like play around with him then then he why could he still not just be doing what he normally does? Why did he really need Jesse to kind of
0: yeah see do what he see, did? this is that, the point. that didn't
1: that was a bit funky for me. I was like that so, didn't no you really you're, you're right. This
0: is the point. Like exactly what you just said. Why why did the people writing this film do it the way they done it and be yeah. so like obnoxious about saying that the the themes that were brought across is not the themes that they want. Excuse me, but any normal person that was writing a Nightmare on Elm Street 2 sequel would do exactly like you just described. They would get a bunch of teens, make them terrorise their nightmares. Not this main, like, main guy who's like, quiet and he's, he's like, yeah. looking to come out of him and he has this relationship with like, his, the girl that's supposed to be his girlfriend but it's coming across like a, like a best friend relationship but the relationship with yeah. the guy is... Boyfriend like and the the scene with the coach with the S and N tied up being what Oh
1: my god. That...
0: Do you know what I'm saying? It's like you did that deliberately. That,
1: that also really baffled me because I thought I thought um, Jesse when he goes to Don's bar, which th- that scene in itself is is I-, I love that scene. And then when you find out the director had no clue that that was actually was a gay, gay bar, bar. Like, scouted it, and I then was like, and then he's okay, even like, "Oh, okay. we
0: knew that there was like funny looking girls in there." I was like, "There's in the scene, one boy literally turns around and kisses another boy. What is he talking about?" Yeah,
1: <laughs> and then but then what I did because I thought that was Jesse's. Dream at first yeah, that I he don't. went to this bar, and it seemed more like a dream sequence. And then, what didn't make sense is if that coach was there and doing what he was doing, why did he? It didn't make any sense. Why would the coach then take Jesse back to the to the school to make him do laps around the the um the gym, then get in the shower? It, that didn't make so any sense because it a, seemed more it like a dream, I, but, they, but it wasn't a dream. It, yeah, it confused I think me. It that. was
0: so it, so it's like it isn't a dream, so it's like it isn't a dream, but it is a dream, and it's like why else would he be doing that? And then it's like so obviously the coach is gay, um do you know what I mean? Obviously we're getting big big gay vibes from the coach. Yeah. Um, like so almost as if Jesse, if this isn't a dream, Jesse has come in, he's caught the coach like, at the bar, whatever. Um, and then the coach takes him back to school, which can be perceived as like. Him maybe having his way was like you know a young, like in a school yeah. like as a teacher,
1: but then as well that that is that's pointed out because because Grady does say oh no you're just his type he likes yeah likes exactly boys like you. and then so that, for so, him to so be... that makes sense but but just 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 for just for pure storyline it just it was confusing because it it doesn't make it, sense uh, that's uh, appeared I mean. yeah it appeared as a dream but then they but then they after it happened they they stated that no this happened this actually happened and you're like oh so it wasn't a dream so then it just seemed very odd that the 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 coach in his leather gear would go back to the school with him and if you want to if you want to fuck why don't just fuck in the club or find or go take him to your your house why why take him to the gym exactly and make him make him get a shower it just didn't make any sense
0: exactly and kind of what i picked up then from it like as you says, from just a normal narrative point of view, that's just really dominant. it doesn't make sense, especially from a bunch of people who yeah. claim there was no sexual context in there whatsoever, which is bullshit. <laughs> but, like, I could see him, like, them being, like, murdered, you know, the coach being murdered was just, in a way, it's like, that's the coach, he was, like, in the closet, perhaps, and he was caught, yeah. he was seen. And then, because like he was seen, imagine like that teenage boy telling everyone he's shamed. Do you know what I mean? He's beaten, he's shamed, he's exiled from his role. So that's and that's what I'm saying. I'm like, to have all this really evident structure and kind of subtext behind it, and for it for the creators to say that that wasn't really there baffles my brain because the whole film is true. Wouldn't that,
1: wouldn't that them? wouldn't that then make the the bar scene actually not a dream in real life because if you yeah, think yeah. about it this way he he sees them at the bar they see each other and he's like oh shit he now knows that i'm gay and vice versa yeah. so now because he's because he's seen me and he's come up to me i now have to kill him because of exactly. or he has to kill him because he's seen me and he can't exactly get caught. that's up. so so it, so it's not a dream it, that all happened it's it's real. That's oh. it,
0: it's like, if you just take it on a normal narrative point of view, fuck me, that scene is stupid. Is it real? Is it not? Yeah. Why does the gym glow up red? Yeah. Why? You know, like, yes, it's just these it's... dumb things. But from the point of view that we're speaking about it, and I think from the point of view of what that film has become, which is iconic within the LGBTQ plus community, that scene yeah. is cool, important,
1: Weirdly sexy. Well, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's very, it's very sexy. And I find that like they really overly sexualized um Mark Patton because he's pretty much topless in I... most of the yeah. movie. He's, you know, you see a lot of his bulge, like a lot of uh-huh. his bulge, and it's. It there's comes to a point where you're like, why does he have his shirt open in pretty much every so scene? Some very nice in? shirts, it, it's, might it's I, uh... very, very. Se-
0: um, I actually.
1: Oh, very overly oh, sexualized okay. and. But then, when you and and watching the documentary, and you realise that this movie for a lot of for a lot of uh, queer people, as it, when they were young at that point, yeah. this was the first time they they saw themselves on the screen, and this would have been a big deal because this would this was a big movie, and this movie was in the cinema, so this is the first time they've ever seen a version yeah. of themselves on the screen. They could they could connect with it, and it's 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 a it's a it's a powerful film if you, in for the for the um LGBTQ plus community because because of that and as, and
0: as it says in the documentary too and that's a good point that you're bringing up like there's guys that are in the documentary and they say being around that time this is the first time as as a gay person we've seen what the inside of a gay bar looked like and you know they may have been like young yeah. and not know what a gay bar looks like but we've got intuition and you know you know someone could not tell you anything about the subtext you know that fuckers just walked into a gay bar. Whether people are making out with each other mm-hmm. or not, the the vibe of it, the colors, yeah. the like the fluorescent light, you just know, and I just think that like just people, that was just really important. And as I said earlier, like I yeah, knew and- that I disliked this film when I was younger. There was probably good reason. You know what I mean? I just probably didn't like this whole.
1: Yeah, and do you know what I'm? I'm kind of after watching the documentary, I'm kind of ashamed that I didn't know before how like that Mark Patton was. What and was and is a real true gay icon because of this because this this was one of the first you know really gay of horror course. movies yeah. with you know with with gay subtext and he was really put out there and then for him to kind of after this movie to to completely you know move away from Hollywood because of you know at the time his personal struggles with you know mm-hmm. with HIV and AIDS and to find out that he had hiv he had aids he had tuberculosis he had cancer all at the same fucking time that's heavy that's really heavy and to find out like his his boyfriend um who was a famous actor also died at the time and like the and when he said and i found it really powerful he said it towards the end where he's like you know i didn't he's like i i couldn't is that I wouldn't have survived AIDS if I if I'd done it publicly and in the public eye, you know. If I me me stepping away from the spotlight and stepping life. away from Hollywood yeah. saved his life. Uh, that was that was that really touched me because yeah. it was it was and really that's, really like, powerful. Just, really powerful. The documentary
0: just shows us a completely different side to someone that we did not know. Like and it's not like it's not like yeah. we're watching Nev Campbell talk about something. We're watching something whose life was dramatically changed by a slasher film, who, who is a queer icon in horror cinema, and even yeah. just, like, a queer representative, and we were more or less clueless about it, so it was good to even watch that and find it very educational and to see a side into the horror genre and to being gay working in the horror genre as someone portrayed as a gay character and to see the way his life basically spiralled... Out of control, yeah. But to see him like come back, I thought, and was did you just not think? Brilliant.
1: Yeah, and I thought his artwork was stunning. The way he draws people yes. was just stunning. I loved every every piece that it showed you that he, that his collection. Yeah. I thought, wow, it's he's he's just he's just so talented. He's you know, he's a talented actor. He's you know, and he's an incredible artist. He just he, he really is a, tr- a you know a true. A true gay icon, and you know, I'm glad that I now know it. But you know, I'm also kind of, you know, a little bit disappointed in myself that I didn't know mm-hmm. this beforehand. And you know, it just goes to show that even, even as you know, gay people, there's still a lot of our history yeah, that we, especially we really should educate ourselves on.
0: Favors so much, and that we absolutely adore, and that is our passion. Yeah. That we then have to learn about this, um and I think that's. Probably why I enjoyed the documentary so much. And I think that like everyone will like end up really loving this documentary. But I really feel like this documentary is so important right now. It is beyond important. This is exactly these sort of documentaries that we need at the moment for queer representatives. When I watched it I was. I felt touched. Like I was. It was heartwarming. It was upsetting. It was brave. Mm-hmm. Like and it was just everything. And it showed you the ugly side of him being called a faggot because of his scream. And it was just really like I. Yeah.
1: Yes. And all all that just all that gross stuff on um on social media and it's like oh. You know, the... know
0: what I mean? Like no wonder why he went on did... Keyboard warriors. And
1: yeah i mean and and to be you know to be 25 and gay at the time and being hollywood in the spotlight it's just yeah yeah i i, I, I literally cannot imagine no can't imagine it i really can't and the fact that the fact that he gave up and he said he he mm. gave up everything you know and they felt he, he felt like he had to because of the way he was being portrayed and it was right after it and the, the backlash he got out got from it yeah. is... Um, and I, I actually it was find sad. it sad that, was that sad. we were, that because
0: of this circumstance, we were robbed of him becoming more of an icon. So it's obviously worked out, yeah. you know, stars of the yeah. land that will work out in his favour, that he's been, like, rediscovered again, he's back out in the spotlight, and for all the right reasons. Like, I imagine from his perspective, to have yeah. this huge gay following for a film that he despised could be amazing, but I feel robbed of having him more and like media.
1: But you know what? What I found, what I found the most powerful is the fact that he did that on his terms. It wasn't like he wasn't driven out of Hollywood because he was gay. Yeah. He did it all on his terms. He chose to walk away from it. It wasn't a case of he wasn't getting work because of this or because this this. It wasn't like this movie, you know. Well, this movie kind of did kill his career, but it, he, he he took was himself away from the, it. Yeah. The, the, he made the choice yeah he took control of it it wasn't like it wasn't the industry that said you're not going to work anymore because you're gay It, you know it was he took control yeah, and that was that I was agree really and I would just
0: like love to be eyewitness there if I'm ever at some sort of convention he's there because I think he would have a lot to say that would just be very very interesting and I think yeah. that I found really heartwarming as well as in the documentary you know when all the cast meet up and stuff you've got Grady and everyone and, and they're they're sat there with oh, the director yeah. And the guy that plays Grady has given it all that. He is not letting the director come up with this whole why. I didn't know him. He's mm-hmm. like, bullshit. Bullshit, you knew what yeah. you were doing. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, to all this. Grady was a good friend back in mid-80s. And it also,
1: it also says... Do you know what it also says a lot about him as 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 a as a man that he said he knew in his audition and, you know, going into that, he would have been, he was young at the time in the eighties and he still did that movie. No he knew exactly what it's about and he still did the movie so that's that yeah that spoke that's to me that's yeah that speaks volumes of him and the rest of the cast because the rest of the cast knew as well and that's that spoke to me i was like well you all knew what was going down and you still chose to do it where whereas some actors would have ran a yeah. mile and chose not to because they would have they wouldn't want to be associated yeah. with the quote-unquote gay movie and i will say this as well grady still is a still a honk today i want to I mean, get he's... under them on these when i'm
0: younger i want to get under the nail but I think like just the documentary, I think from now on, from this point onwards, nobody should watch A Nightmare on Elm Street 2 without watching Screen Queen My Nightmare on Elm Street because they call yes. hand in hand. Yes. And to watch the documentary and then go back and watch it, like A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, I genuinely really enjoyed the film and more so enjoyed the dynamic between the characters if I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it more. Yeah. If not, if I hadn't have seen the documentary, also there's just there was just something about the chemistry of the actors, the translated and the chemistry of the characters. Yeah, it just you kind of great. and, and I was, wanted.
1: Yeah, and you also you you watch it through a different lens, and you watch and, and <coughs> takeaway is different, hey, and you, you p- kind of you see. You, bless you. You see. You oh, see sorry, I got that really on exhausting. camera. i
0: will talk microphone for proper
1: <laughs> That was like some Freddy sort of coming out of me. Like what can I say? It was. It's like you. Oh, seriously. I was like, <laughs> "Oh, great!" What, what that? <laughs> going to go out of me again?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, but yeah. You, when watch after watching the documentary, you your takeaway from from Nightmare Two is is different, and you get to appreciate it in a different way. And like like I said, and I'll repeat myself again <laughs> for those in the back. Um. <laughs> um. As a as an installment in the franchise, it's poo poo. But as a as a piece of you know, queer, media It really, film, is way it way is better it than it
0: has any right to be, and it's what I love now. And I mean, I just I love this shit. Is that it's no longer a Nightmare on Elm Street two Freddy's Revenge back from nineteen eighty four five whenever the fuck it was. It's no longer that film. It is now, five looked upon, studied. Talked about, appreciated as a completely different aura and perspective of what that movie was. It's no longer that film that came out that's the sequel to A Nightmare on Elm Street. It is now Nightmare on Elm Street 2 Freddy's Revenge. It's its own beast that's got its own cult following for the right reasons. And I'm on that motherfucking bus. I'm on this party bus.
1: 100 percent, and it's and it's also an important reference in um, in
0: gay and history. Time. And it's and it's said again, and I'll reiterate for the tenth time: it's just way ahead of the time. <laughs> they still aren't making horror movies like this for queer people. But all They're y'all talkers up in here, that, But all y'all talkers up in here, it's time to keep an air on air. No more fucking gay vampires. Oh
1: please, no God. more
0: cheesy gay characters. We need gay representation like this being gay and like struggling with repressed sexuality is the biggest fear one can go through if they go through it. Why that has not been manifested into a killer yet is beyond me. They have done it with Freddie but why they haven't went back and done that again is beyond me because now we're getting films about um, race and social class and you know even like sexuality we need one's we need more of yeah. sexuality. We need I think that, it's it's sorry, important. It's important.
1: It's definitely important.
0: Yeah, and I feel like it's overlooked. So I think that's why this film's kind of doing its rounds all over again. Is because yes, it was out in mid eighties, but what it's trying to say is timeless. And when you're focusing on that, it doesn't feel like a cheap knockoff slasher. It doesn't yeah. feel like a sequel. It like when you're like, and you can agree when you're watching it, the way you're watching it, the way we were. It is just a completely different film.
1: Oh, it's its own entity. It's completely... It's, its
0: own entity, big time. It's its own mm. boost. <laughs> boost. It's its own healer monster.
1: Well, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> should we wrap up on boost? Yes, we'll wrap up <laughs> on
0: this healer monster rigamorous bitch. Um, obviously, uh. y'all better follow us in shit catch us on spotify catch us on itunes in fact i'm not telling you where to catch us this is where you're listening to this catch us on instagram
1: yeah follow us on instagram you know give us some reviews some feedback all that good shit give us Um, all
0: those goodies jissies because we want to hear from you and always give us a review
1: and also watch out because we've got some exciting news to share not not very soon, but in the very near future, we've got some exciting yep. stuff coming up. So, be prepared, up. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: Buckle up, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Buckle up, bitch. <laughs> and then just you be <laughs> Freddy driving a bus too fast. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome
1: to primetime, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus yes, mate. I know for everyone out there, I know that's from Dream Warriors. Don't
0: at me he's, about that. Guys, he's <laughs> still giving a fresh reference, okay. This is coming from Mustang he likes to remake Morning <laughs> Ritual. Rachel. Y'all should
1: shut your whore mouth.
0: Poor <laughs> mouth that is, and now he's the monster he celebrating his poor mouth.
1: <laughs> Get on your knees, bitch.
0: Get out ain't <laughs> praying to Jesus, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> right on that lovely note, Mustang. Do you see <laughs> yes. Bye. <music>